Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 thanks for joining us for today's edition of ring of truth our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. They were fasting for strife and debate and to strike with the fist. They were fasting. I mean, verse 4 is pretty unbelievable. Verse 4 tells us they're fasting to ask God to enable them to win their arguments and to win their fights. God, help me win this argument. God, help me to just knock this guy senseless when I punch him, you know, kind of thing. They were fasting for selfish reasons. And so God didn't answer their fast. He didn't answer their prayers. His motives were wrong. Today, Pastor Dan talks about the heart we are meant to have as followers of Christ. There are certain things that, as Christians, we're called to do. But the actions in and of themselves are not what God is looking for. Pastor Dan reminds us that though others can only see what's on the outside, God looks at our hearts. We're called to pray and fast with a contrite spirit. If you've been doing all the right things with the wrong attitude, maybe it's time to reevaluate why you're doing them. It's a humble and repentant spirit that the Lord is looking for. And now, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 58 as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Well, chapter 58 begins the final section of the book of Isaiah. Uh, And chapter 58 addresses the hypocrisy of Israel, the hypocrisy of Israel, in that they they went to the temple, uh, they prayed, they fasted, they had all of this uh, outward religious activity, but it was all outward. It wasn't inward. It was all just religious action, but it wasn't real. It wasn't a reality in their lives that that was born out of their relationship with God. It was just empty religious ritual. And they were very devout. They were very devoted to the ritual, uh, but they had no reality with God. If you remember back in Isaiah chapter 29, the Lord said, These people draw near with their mouths, And honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And so they still maintained an outward religious activity and action, but their hearts were far from God. And that's what God addresses here in chapter 58. In verse 1, God tells Israel the truth about their sins. No, God loves us so much that he tells us the truth about ourselves. And he tells Israel the truth. And God tells us the truth about ourselves, not to condemn us or to shame us, but so that we can repent, so that we can confess our sins. And he's faithful to cleanse us 
of our sin and all of our unrighteousness. And so in verse 1, the Lord tells Isaiah the prophet, cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. They use the trumpet to make announcements. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching God. He's talking about on the surface here. On the surface, it appeared like God's people loved him and were devoted to him. We're told that they sought the Lord daily. You know, they went to the temple. They prayed. They kept the law outwardly. Outwardly, they looked like people who delighted in the Lord. But it was all outward. It wasn't inward at all. It wasn't, it wasn't real. It wasn't an outflow of their love for God. And remember, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart, and their hearts were far from God. What was happening was the people of Israel thought that they could you know, live however they wanted and do whatever they wanted as long as they kept their religious devotion to God. You know, to put it in in New Testament terminology, as long as I still go to church, you know, as long as I still serve, as long as I still give, right, I can do whatever I want. And the thought that Israel had was their, their religious activities kind of bought God's favor. And they were wrong. And God's telling them, you're wrong. Again, there are some people today in, in churches that think that their religious activity is all they need for God to accept them. As long as I keep my religious activity up, it doesn't matter what kind of person I am Monday through Saturday. As long as I'm in church on Sunday, then God accepts me, right? What Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7, he said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven He says, many will say to me in that day, not a few people, but many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Jesus tells us there that on judgment day, many religious people will be surprised when he tells them, I never knew you. Depart from me. And they've got all of this religious activity in their lives, all these religious things that they're faithfully devoted to, but they're empty and they're meaningless. And they don't have a real relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so Jesus will say, but I I don't know you. Yeah, you have all of these things that you've done, all of these religious things, but you don't know me and I don't know you. There's no relationship. Now look at verse three. They say, why have we fasted? And you have not seen. Why have we afflicted our souls and you have taken no notice? The, the people of Israel, they fasted regularly uh, in the New Testament. Remember, Jesus told the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector who both you know, go up to the temple to pray. And the Pharisee said that he fasted twice a week. And so they fasted regularly, twice a week. 
But here we see in verse 3 that the people of Israel complained, saying, well, we have fasted and you've not seen. We've afflicted our souls and you have not taken notice. In other words, hey, hey, we're, we're fasting, but you're not answering our prayers. You're not answering our prayers. Now, in the second half of verse 3, God responds here. And he says, in fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. You know, the, the, the people were fasting, but they were not fasting with the right motives. And so God didn't accept their fast. They were doing a right thing. It's a good thing to fast, but their motives were wrong. And so God didn't accept their fast. And what is fasting? Fasting is when we abstain, usually from food. We deny the flesh in some way. Usually it's from food, but you, in any way you deny the flesh, and it's on purpose, and the purpose is for a spiritual reason, for a, a spiritual purpose. Uh, and we, when we look in the Bible, we see there's many occasions when people fasted for different reasons. Uh, we see in the Bible that some people fasted to seek guidance from God, to discern God's will. Uh, we see people that fast in the Bible to express grief. Uh, in Judges chapter 20, for example, the people of Israel fast as a nation for 40,000 of their brothers that died in battle. Uh, so sometimes people fast for grief, to grieve in the Bible. Sometimes we see in the Bible fasting to seek salvation or deliverance from circumstances. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20, King Jehoshaphat called for a fast for all of Judah to seek God's deliverance from, from the enemies of Judah. And so we see people fasting for salvation or deliverance. Queen Esther also, she called for a fast among the Jewish people before she went in to speak to the king. We see in the Bible people fasting to express their repentance of their sin. Uh, in Joel, I'll just read it to you, Joel chapter 2, verse 12. There the Lord says, Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, so rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. But there the Lord says, turn to me with all your heart with fasting. Fasting was an expression of repentance over sin. Uh, we see in the Bible where people fasted to humble themselves uh, before the Lord. David in the Psalms, Psalm 35. Verse 13, David says, I humbled myself with fasting. I humbled myself with fasting. So when we look in the Bible at examples of fasting, we see many examples, uh, many right reasons to fast. But the children of Israel, they weren't fasting for the right reason here in chapter 58. You know, there's a right reason to fast and there's a wrong reason to fast. You know, Jesus, when he talked about fasting, he said, when you fast, not if you fast, he expects that we would fast. And he says, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you don't appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place. Jesus said, hey, when you fast, 
clean yourself up, comb your hair, look happy, right? Don't go around, you know, with your hair is all disheveled and your clothes are all disheveled and you have this long, gloomy look on your face so that everybody knows that you're so spiritual and you're fasting. No, Jesus, clean, clean yourself up. Don't let anything about your physical appearance indicate that you're fasting. But the Israelites here were told they were fasting and they're fasting for the wrong reasons. Look at what it says. It says they're fasting to please themselves. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. They were exploiting their laborers. They were taking advantage of their employees. Verse 4 says they were fasting for strife and debate and to strike with the fist. They were fasting. I mean, verse 4 is pretty unbelievable. Verse 4 tells us they're fasting to ask God to enable them to win their arguments and to win their fights. God, help me win this argument. God, help me just knock this guy senseless when I punch him, you know, kind of thing. They were fasting for selfish reasons. And so God didn't answer their fast. He didn't answer their prayers because their motives were wrong. Now, turn with me over to James chapter 4. In James chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and you do not have. And so you murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and you war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. That was the children of Israel. They were asking God, but they were asking amiss. They were asking for the wrong things. They, they were asking for their own pleasure, for their own selfish, ungodly motives. And so God didn't answer their, their prayer. God didn't grant them what they asked for. Aren't you glad God doesn't always give us what we ask for, right? Because sometimes we ask for selfish reasons. Sometimes it's our flesh that's asking, you know, and I'm glad that the Lord says no to those prayer requests. Now, go back to Isaiah 58, Isaiah 58, verse five. The Lord says, speaking of their fast, the children of Israel, he says, is it a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? And is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes would you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Israel's fasting was for outward show. You know, they walked around with their heads bowed. They wore sackcloth and ashes, and they did so so that all that would see them would know that they were fasting and think that they were very spiritual because they're obviously fasting. And God says in verse 5, is this what you call a fast? 
Is this your idea of a fast? Do you think God will accept this fast? The answer, of course, is no. In verse 6, God tells us the kind of fast he, he does accept. And I want you to watch closely to what God says here. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked, that you cover him and do not hide yourself from your own flesh? It's funny here in verses 6 and 7, God, God is talking about what they're doing in relation to other people and how they're treating other people. God is saying here, if, if you want your fast to be accepted by me, uh, make sure that you're treating other people rightly because they were mistreating people. He says, you know, stop oppressing other people. Stop with your wickedness and putting heavy burdens on other people. Stop putting a heavy yoke on other people. Instead, he says in verse 7, he says, share your bread with the hungry. Help others who need help. Bring them into your house, the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, cover him. And then he says, and do not hide yourself from your own flesh. Isn't it amazing that God has to tell us that? Don't just ignore them. You know, the person in need or the person who needs help, the person who's down and out. Don't, don't just walk by acting like you don't see them. God knows our heart. He knows our nature. And he has that back in the Levitical law, too, or back in the law of Moses. He has similar laws that he states. He's got to write them out and tell us. Don't ignore a person in need. Don't act like you don't see them. And he's got to say that to us because he knows we're going to walk by and look the other way and act like we don't see the person there in need. We'll just ignore them. And so he says here to us, don't ignore them. Don't hide yourself from your own flesh. It's amazing that God's got to write that down in his law for us. And so God says here regarding their fast, he says, start acting loving toward others. Start acting loving towards others. Start treating people right. You know, they think that they can mistreat people and at the same time fast and God will answer their prayer. They didn't think that how they treated others had anything to do with their relationship with God. What did Jesus say the two greatest commandments are? Love God and love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as as yourself. And, and here, the, Isaiah is saying basically the same thing. Love your neighbor. There is a connection. There's a connection between loving others, how we treat others, and God answering prayer, God hearing our prayers. Again, the Israelites, they didn't think there was any connection between how God heard them or if God heard them and how they treated others. To them, they had nothing to do with each other. And so they could treat somebody with great wickedness and put a burden on somebody, you know, and a yoke on somebody. And then the next day they go to the temple. They go to church. You know, they, they're on the, they see somebody in need and they just walk by and ignore them on their way up to the temple. And, and God, is, God is saying, hey, no, you have to treat others and love others the right way if you want me to hear your prayers and you want me to answer. Listen to these verses. Now, this is from Matthew chapter 5 from the Sermon on the Mount. Listen to what Jesus says here. 
He says, if you bring your gift to the altar, so the altar's at the temple. So we go to the temple. Again, to put it in our terminology, if you go to church and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar. Go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Go get right with your brother. Go repair that relationship. Go make that right. Then you can come into the presence of God. Then you can come and worship. Listen to this verse. This is written to husbands. So I have your husband here. Listen to this. Listen to what the Lord says to husbands. Husbands, likewise, dwell with your wives with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life. I love that. Myself and my wife, we are heirs together of the grace of life. And here the Lord says, husbands, dwell with your wife with understanding, giving honor to your wife as the weaker vessel, your heirs together of the grace of life. And then listen to this, that your prayers may not be hindered. Isn't that something? Again, we might think how I treat my wife doesn't really have anything to do with my vertical relationship with God. But what God says is, if you're not treating your wife right, I'm not going to hear your prayers. I'm not going to listen to you. God's saying, don't, don't come talk to me. You need to go talk to your wife first. Go get that right. Then you can come into my presence. You're going to come into my presence when your relationship with your wife is broken. I'm not going to hear you. I'm not going to listen. It's pretty heavy stuff. It's pretty important to God that we get these things right, that, are, that we're right with our fellow man, our fellow people. Now, in verse 8, the Lord says, Then, then, then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. If you love your neighbor, if you treat your fellow man rightly, then, then your light will shine. You know, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to let our light shine before men, right? They glorify our Father in heaven. And if you treat your fellow man right, if you love others, right, then your light will shine. It will dispel the darkness, not only in your life, but it dispels the darkness in other people's lives as well. He asked me how I know, and I say That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. We're so glad you joined Pastor Dan Sexton for his verse-by-verse study through the book of Isaiah. This extraordinary book is quoted in the New Testament more than any other Old Testament book. Plus, it provides us with the most comprehensive picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. It includes the full scope of his life and ministry, from his virgin birth to his sacrificial death, to his resurrection, and second coming in glory. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an edition of this program. That website again is calvaryec.com. We'd love to hear from you too and learn how Ring of Truth has blessed you. 
Please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. Let us know how God is working in your life and if there's anything that we can be praying for during this study of Isaiah. That number again is 410-491-4592. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray the Lord bless and keep you and that your faith is deepened with each passing day. Tune in next time to continue our study of the book of Isaiah right here on Ring of Truth.